Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast after an incredible day. We've gone out against Rotherham on the opening day of the season and we've got our first win since the 10th of March and we've gone and battered Rotherham 4-1. So Viper was nearly right. He'll get a mention again. And now we introduce Angela. Must be positive, Angela, after that start. I wish we could play him every week. Good evening, good afternoon, hello, wherever you are in the world. What a start to the season. It's an incredible start, isn't it? I didn't see that coming. I mean, it was really good to watch as well, wasn't it? It wasn't a game where at one minute I was thinking, this is poor. We, we truly played well. We did. The only downside to me was we conceded a soft goal in the defence again. I think we need to tighten up the defence a little bit more. But we've got players now with attacking flair the likes you haven't seen for a while. And I think it was John Tudor, the last person to score two goals on his debut for Stoke. Unfortunately, he didn't score anymore. So let's um, let's hope that he doesn't emulate John Tudor. Nice to see Hoover score. There weren't many, there aren't many players that could put the ball away like that with that technical ability, particularly playing in the back four. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good good performance. The one thing I don't like is the amount of trivial bookings that are being given, and I hope it it sort of levels itself out very quickly. I mean, I thought DJ was very unfortunate to to get booked. He was just rolling the ball back to where they were to take the free kick. I also thought one of their players should have got sent off. Uh, Yes, okay, Jacob Brown might not have scored, but he made no attempt to play the ball. No, he didn't. It was a bit... Bad one, but I mean, looking at the match stats, I mean, possession, we had 71 to their 29, shots we had 15 to their 6, shots on target has massively improved from last season, we've gone from having 6 on target to their 3, corners we had 10 to their 2, and fouls we did win, but 12 to 10, so looking at that, I mean, we, we dominated the game, didn't we, from beginning to, beginning to end, I know we had a bit of a shaky point, which I did mention in my after-match opinion on, on the Potters. But I'll be honest, I thought we we were strong, weren't we? I thought defensively we looked good. I think for the first time we looked strong in the wing areas, which I was impressed with. I mean, we didn't look narrow this season, which we've done now for about three or four years, haven't we? Where we've looked narrow when we play. But this year, we, we look like we can break anyone down that side. And Vidigal, very impressed so far. And we're going with the goals. I mean, the first goal was obviously taken by Dyson or Hoovey or any other name that he's given. For a great finish, wasn't he? Beautiful little volley. Yeah, it, listen, he took it really well. And I'm delighted with the results. Uh, that's, that's all I can say, really, that I thought we played well. I thought the whole team looked up for it. Everybody was running and fighting for everything. And one of the most important things is when you see players not wanting to be substituted. DJ was absolutely out on his feet at the end. He got cramp, he never stopped running. I just thought the whole team performance was excellent. And as I say, we haven't bedded in yet. The players haven't bedded in. We've got more players that all want to play and we've got a game midweek, which I think he'll play a virtually different side. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I think he's got to, has really, as we've got all these players to spare at the moment. I mean, he didn't use a lot of substitutes, really. I think it was free because it's still used. But yeah, I thought it was a great performance. I thought we, we, we looked whitfy. I thought Rotherham just couldn't handle us for many of the game. That's why I think those niggly tackles were coming in because he just couldn't contain us, really, because we were just breaking away and they just couldn't handle it. Right, so we go in with... The first of the season, and it's going to be positive this year because the last five years their player ratings have been pretty woeful, aren't they? Anne? So we're going with Travers. Well, I don't think he had much to do. 
A solid eight. I'm going to go over eight as well. I mean, he didn't have a lot to do, but what he did do, he did well. It wasn't his fault for the goal, pretty obviously. And um, yeah, it's good start. Good start too. It's just a shame he ain't permanent. I think we could build something behind this lad. He, the the, the defence looks more confident with him at the back, don't they? That's what I've noticed today. Yeah, much better. Right, so now we're going with a player that... To be honest, I think we both judged last week as being maybe a, a retirement home special as a backup player, but I thought played very well, which was Ender Stevens. Yeah, you weren't convinced that this signing was going to be great, were you? And you um, weren't, Ange. Don't start from. No, I, I wasn't. But I thought he was competent, did what he needed to do. But I'll qualify everything today when we're going to play more difficult teams than Rotherham. You can only beat what's in front of you, and I thought he was more than adequate today. Seven. A seven. I'll go on with a seven. No, I'll go with an eight, actually. I thought he did did well. I thought he covered the back line well. I thought he supported and linked in with Vidigal pretty adequately. He, I don't think he's got the legs for, obviously, week in, week out. I get that. But I think for the first time in a while, he looks like a steady left-back. You know, he, he, an actual left-back, and we haven't said that for a long time. It's always been pretend wing-backs and this and that and the other, but I thought he looked a left-back and he, he didn't look knackered. I thought he'd be I thought he'd be shaky in the second half, but he, he was all right in the 85th minute. Impressed, I'll be honest. So he goes in with an eye mark. Now, the person I don't like played in this position ended up playing in this position again. I don't know if he's amazing in training, but at left centre-back, we have Ben Wilmot. I thought he did a couple of things that went a bit Sloppy, but yeah, he made two assists for the goal, didn't two, two assists for two of the goals. I'm going to give him a seven, two. A seven, I'm going to give him a nine for the assists. Why? Because of the assists, Andrew. I thought because you've got to remember, I'm giving him this credit because again, he's playing out of position. I keep saying it, he's a right sided centre back. I, I personally would swap them round, put Rose on the left side or McNally. He, can he play that left sided? We don't know. Wilmot playing there at the left centre back. Um, I don't really think he's there. I think that's where the mistakes did come in. But let's be honest, he's got two assists, Andrew. I've got, I've got to give him an eye mark. I know you're not a big fan. Two assists, and he was very good in the air today. Exactly. Exceptionally good in the air. And that's, that's exactly what we want. Now we move into the new boy from Coventry. And I'm impressed again, Andrew. That's Rose. I thought he was solid. I thought it was a, a good first-team debut. I'm going to give him a 72. I'll give him an eight, Rose. I thought he was solid. I think he was a proper centre-back. No mistake in him. I like him already. Um, I don't understand why he's playing for Scotland, but that's another matter. And I, know, I know people are screaming at me going, it's been one game. I know, I know. I'm a bit excitable because today we're doing it straight after the game. So I am a bit excitable. But I thought, Rose, it was a good debut for me. I thought defensively we looked very compact, it, apart from, obviously, at the start of the second half. But... Very impressed, Andrew, with Rose. I thought, proper solid. Can you remember last season, we were watching Aidan Flint. And when you see the comparisons from last to this, wow. That's all I'm going to say. Now we move into, is he a contender for Man of the Match? He's in there for me, and that's Hoovey or Dyson. Well, for me, his goal was great. I wasn't too impressed with some of his passing, his delivery after. He's technically very good. I don't think he's anywhere near man of the match, so he's getting a seven from me. A seven. Well, I'll yeah. go. I'll go with an eight for the goal alone, to be honest. Okay. Um, but he, I, yeah, I get what you mean. He's he, he is a bit slapdash, isn't he? I can understand why Wolves were a bit hesitant 
before he come on his loan spell at Stoke. He has got to brush up on that. He seems like he passes without looking, doesn't he? And it's a yeah. bit bit rash running up when the ball's clearly going to get lost and you're thinking, where are you going, mate? You know what I mean? It's He's, he's got to improve that. But it was a great finish. I, I can't believe... I can't believe... Trust him do that. He, he loves a debut at Stoke. He scored on his day of cracker on his debut for Stoke on his loan spell, the first loan spell, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he's just technically gifted and he'll always score goals like that. Do you reckon he's like Alexander-Arnold? Do you reckon he might be better in the future maybe as a midfielder? Uh, oh, that's a good one. He might, he might well be, but I'm happy he's where he is at the moment. So now we go into the midfield. It was more of a defensive baseline, which was first in, Ben Pearson. Well, Ben Pearson did what Ben Pearson does very well. He gets everywhere, he gets stuck in. My feeling with Ben Pearson is, like a lot of other players this season, he's going to get two yellow cards in the game and get sent off because they're getting very picky with what you do. But I like that about him. You, you know, we, we, yeah, I do too. So he's getting an eight from me. An eight. Right, so yeah, like I just said, I, I like Ben Pearson. I think he's a he's the last of an era, isn't he? He's out of an era, yeah. to be honest. He, he should have been in the nineties from the way he yeah. plays. He's he's ferocious. He doesn't mind getting stuck in, and he winds the opposition up like anything. He, he's great. He's like half Robbie Savage or half Vince Overson, isn't he? You know, likes getting in people's air, doing the red in, yeah, but also yeah. gets stuck in with some good tackles. And there was a couple of good ones today, especially in the second half, because I think he was very important that we didn't completely slip apart. And after that bad start to the second half, he sort of got us going. And f- for me, he should be captain. I don't care what anyone says. I think he's a natural leader from just the way he plays. And I think we missed a trick there. And he gets he gets an eight from me. I thought he was very good. Possessional side, he, he didn't make a mistake. Brilliant, can't complain. Now we move in, his partner for the day, Josh Laurent. I actually thought Josh Laurent did everything that was asked of him. I've seen him play better. I've seen him play worse. He, he tackled well and he got forward well. So for me, he's getting an 8 too. I, I'm going to go on with a 9 actually for, for Laurent today. I thought, I thought he was really good. Um, and the reason he was really good, he reminded me a lot of Stephen and Zonzi. Because um, he played in, in a deeper role on that left side in central, well, defensive central midfield. and um, But he was getting up so comfortable. And I remember Nzonzi used to do that, where he'd play deep and then comfortably just... He sort of like runs like Bambi, doesn't he? Where all of a sudden yeah, he's defensive, yeah. then next minute he's up the top end. It's great to see, because we haven't had that energy for a while. And I like now, that because we've got a trusted black back line, in my opinion, we're going to see the best out of Laurent. Laurent. We'll get his name out eventually. Very impressed with him today. I, I don't know if that's because he's he's now obviously got the captain's armband. Is that a, is that a thing? But with them two playing how they did today, and if they can keep that up, I can't see a way back in for Baker. Can you? No, no. But I don't. I don't really think there's going to be a way back in for Baker. Oh, yeah, Baker, yeah. Baker, Baker anyway. Well, we'll keep that till the transfers after the player ratings. That's what we're going round. So now we're going with another. For me, contender. I know a lot of people won't agree, but I thought he was a contender for the man of the match, and he's impressed me in that position, which I didn't think he would. Jacob Brown on the right side. I thought Jacob Brown ran. He'll run through a brick wall for you, Jacob Brown. Uh, he'll miss loads of chances, but he'll never stop running. I was delighted he got a goal. I'd love to see him score more this season, and I think he might. I'm going to give him a seven. Oh, see, that's a bit low. I thought you were going to go high with him. I'll go on with nine with Bate Brown. I thought he was really good today. 
he, he never stopped, did he? He was like it. He was like a petrol engine, just racing through electric motors, just no stopping him. He t- I thought he took his chance well as well. I know he's. Listen, he, he did. He didn't think about it, and I, I think a lot of people said he wouldn't have got that ball, and he was side down. But I would. I think he might have. And I like Jacob Brown and having him in my starting team all the time in the current setup because he, he'll give you something every every minute of the match. Well, I think he's like the unsung hero that a lot of people don't know about, do they? Because I think he's, he's tireless running, it frees everybody up. And now we've got sort of a midfield. We've got a team now, haven't we? For the first time, in my opinion, since we've gone up, this is a team. Not just a, a group of individuals that are running around trying the best. We look compact, we look better. And it's releasing these players. And I thought Brown was just doing all the hard work while everybody was just getting into good positions. I thought he took his chance well. And I agree with you. I think the big problem with Jacob Brown is when he's got time to think, I think he overthinks it and sort of boots yeah, boots him wrong. But when he does yeah. instant touches, he seems to do well. Right, now for me on the left side, another contender. Um, there's been a lot of contenders, I'll be honest. And that is Vidigal. Um, I thought he had a great first game. I, I thought of giving him man of the match because of his two goals. You won't see many better performances at the start of the game. I mean, he improved as the match went on. He took his goals well. He should have had another. Uh, and then the keeper made a tremendous save, if you remember, from near the end when he got down to a header. Yeah, he um, did, yeah. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. So he's not your man of the match? He's not, no. Oh, God. Yeah. He's not my, he's not mine as well. He gets a nine, another nine, closest to the man of the match for me. He was brilliant. I thought I can't really mention or talk about the goals, Ange, because I was downstairs trying to get a trying to get a drink and trying to find out if they've got anything that I can eat when I'm training, which they don't, unfortunately. Bodybuilders, you know, not even a grenade bar, which I found odd. But from what I was told, there were two good takes. Um, but I like it. I like how he is. He's so energetic, isn't he? And he doesn't mind breaking yeah. in. He doesn't mind breaking in on his right as an inverted. But he can do the other side as well. His left foot doesn't seem to be as bad as Maritimo fans were saying. So I'm really impressed with this lad. I just wish I could talk about the goals because there's no highlights either. I missed both the goals downstairs because we was well, going. The on there, so, you know. uh, I'll have fun. I hate that though, don't you? And when you go a game and you miss two of the, you miss yeah, a goal because yeah. you're trying to get a drink, and it seems happened to me a lot. And I can't believe I missed two. I was fuming, but couldn't ask for a better debut. I thought he tired a bit in the second half, which Alex Neil must have noticed himself. For me, a really good change, but very impressed. Now we move into the next player. This lad's got to be considered. And he shocked me as well. He's another one of the ones that shocked me, and that's Daniel Johnson. Well, Daniel Johnson is my man of the match. Um, I I thought he he covered every bit of ground. Technically, he was very, very good. Uh, I, I just thought at the end, you know, you saw at the very, very end of the match where he was struggling. Uh, he went down and he, he didn't uh, he didn't get up. He was always busy, wasn't he? Always wants the ball, always looking to do something with it. I, I thought he was outstanding and, and if he carries on like that, he'll be a great acquisition. Uh, Alex Neal said afterwards, I know some people thought I was just bringing my old boys back from Preston, uh, but believe me, he's back because he's some player. And I would agree with him. I think he's a, a really, really good player. Uh, he's getting man of the match for me. Uh, 
Well, he's he's getting a he's getting a ten from me, Andrew. I thought he was outstanding. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I thought, is that him? Because I've not I've like I've heard good reports from when he was at Preston, but because I can remember, I think it was Everton were linked to him, weren't they? And then he got an injury, and Alex Neil left, and it sort of faded away a bit for him at Preston. So it could be that Alex Neil knows how playing, but today he could make a big difference on us getting into the playoffs for me if we can keep him fit because he linked everything today he's exactly what we wanted Nick Powell to be playing just behind the strike kit linking everything together never stopped never gave up I'm going to have to look at the stats but I swear every pass hit its mark and I haven't seen that for a long time that's the that's good quality I haven't seen that since Pete Bojan I'll be honest I know I might be over hyping him but from what I saw today he was spectacular, and he, he must be some. He must have been some performance for me to pick him over Vinegal, who scored twice and should have had a third. He he's so good today. I've not seen a midfielder link things up like that. They could not handle him, could they, Rotherham? No, it was a it was a class performance. Uh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, very impressed with this lad, and I'm glad he's not alone. That's one thing I'm going to say. Top marks, Johnson. You proved me wrong. Like Stevens has, very impressed. Very, very. I can't believe how excited he am. Man, it's brilliant. I can't believe it. Now we go into a play. It is. I mean, we got a bit excited around March last year. Well, I did. You didn't. But I, I got a bit excited. But this has really excited me. I, I never saw this coming. And now we go into the debut boy, the Moroccan wizard, the maestro as they call him, me. Yeah. Um. For me. I would um, oh, I would have expected a little bit more from him. I think there's a lot more to come, but I'm um, I didn't think he had as great a game as some of the others. Look, he's going to be good. He's going to put himself around a bit. Um, for me, he's a seven. Uh, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm going to go in with a bit of a six for me today. I thought he was probably the weakest link on the pitch. Um, I, he didn't get involved enough for me. It seemed like the game was passing him by. And I'm not going to judge him yet, obviously, because it's his first game in English football. He hasn't played in a strong league before, let's be honest. He's played in Cyprus and in Hungary. Um, but there's not much I can say about him, really, because he didn't do a lot, did he? No. And that, that's, no, that's that, the shame. That, that was the thing, wasn't it? Yeah, there was um, not a lot there from him. No, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, but I'm not going to judge him. But he's going to get a six anyway, which is normally high for me if, <laughs> for someone who hasn't played well. But, yeah, OK. So we go into the subs that happened in the 79th minute. Pearson went off for Jordan Thompson. What do we think of that one? Uh, well, I mean, I thought Jordan Thompson was, uh, what he does, just an adequate, adequate professional footballer. A seven, I'll go on for five, my normal five. I didn't like how we got a booking as well. I, I thought, uh, to be honest, I, I didn't think we'd see him again, to be honest. I thought they would have probably got rid of him this season, but obviously he's got plans in there, and if he, he trusts him, he trusts him. He didn't do much yeah. wrong. He didn't do a lot right, but that I, I find myself saying that now for two and a half years on, on Jordan Thompson. Right, then, then the next substitute was great to see. Um on the 75th, oh no, 75th minute, me went off the, ch- ch- I can't say his name, I'll say his name for him. That's the one. He came on and 
What do we think of him? That was an exciting one. Well, uh, he's got plenty of pace, hasn't he? And that's all I'll say on today's show, and I'm giving him a seven. Yeah, I'll give him a, I'll give him a five as normal. Yeah, he's, he's blistering quick, I can see that. A little bit headless chicken, but, you know, he, he come on, it's his debut. He, 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 there was a lot of excitement when he came on, I've got to be honest, but, you know, can't really judge a lot yet, can we, at this point? So he just gets the five from what, he, what happened. Um, Johnson for... Sadibi, great little player, isn't he? Well, Tom Sadibi's played every match this season he's come on. And again, Alex Neal said uh, that he he himself had said last season he was looking for points in games when he could bring the younger players on so that they could get a bit of experience. And today was ideal for Sol, but he says he puts Sol on not because he just wants him to get experience, because he is some player. And he said, he's, I'm telling you now, he is going to be some footballer and he deserves every second he gets on the pitch. Um, and if he's anything like his mum and dad, he'll be an incredibly level-headed person. He's deep-rooted in this city and I can't wait to see him start a match and he's getting a seven for me, purely because he came on too late to give him anything else. Yeah, I'll go on with my normal five, obviously, because he didn't excite or do anything much. But it's great to see these young players coming through with a lot of praise as well. I mean, he, he did well in the last friendly as well, Sadibi. He impressed, impressed me, mate, who did go. Said said that Sadibi's going to be a, a player in a couple of years. So I'm excited to see this, and I'm excited to see more of him, really. I, do you reckon we could bring him on a bit earlier against West Brom if things are going right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I do rate him from what I'm hearing. And then, of course, the final substitution was uh, Vinegal for Wesley. Um, again, I'm going to give him a seven. A seven. You're yeah. very high with these substitute marks, Andrew. Well, you... I don't think he can give bad marks to people when, when we won 4 1. No, I just go flat through down the middle. I mean, seven, he'd have to score for me. <laughs> you know, then, then the rules. Uh, but West, okay. but Wesley, uh, to be honest, I think he's just slowly introducing him because I don't know, but I've got a feeling he might be the first choice unless me starts showing something. Because at least, because at least with Wesley, he can hold the ball up when he's big and strong and might be able to bring the wingers in against tougher competition. That that's the thing I'm seeing. But yeah, he gets a five from me. The substitutes that weren't used were um, Bonham, Tymon, t- uh, McNally, who we haven't seen much of. What do you reckon of him? What do you reckon of that signing, Anne? Well, I mean, it's obvious that Alex Neal wants to cover at least one person in every position. And I think he'll still be looking for four or five players before the window shuts. And he wants to, you know, he, he's gone for somebody he tried to get in before and he's got him. So... If he's as good as some of the players that have come in so far, yeah, I can't wait to see him play. Well, that's the thing with McNally. I mean, from everything that's been talked about, I mean, he's a very good player. I mean, he was a part of the Coventry team last year, wasn't he, on loan? So, you know, the future's looking bright here. I mean, I know we, I think we've brought a couple of good players in permanent, and like I say, it's, it's worked out well. Uh, the other subject we weren't used was Okig, Okig Boo. I'll say that. Yeah, that's yeah. the one, yeah. And because uh, yeah. Viper had a go at me this week saying my pronunciation was terrible on these players. And I, but, yeah, yeah, well, it's not anybody from Stoke's point, really, is it? Well, that's the thing. I, I am a local lad. Um, and Lowe was on the bench, so another youth player galore on that bench. So, what we're going to give the whole performance as a whole? What's your score, Ange? Eight. An eight? Yeah. 
What more did you want for the ten hands? Come on. I'd want us to beat Leeds United or or Southampton by that score because Rotherham will be at the bottom end of the league, and as much as it's a good performance, look, I can remember when the famed Paul Lambert was the manager at Colchester. They went to Norwich and beat Norwich. I think it was seven one the first match of the season. He then became the Norwich manager and Norwich got promoted. You can't read too much into the first match. I'm glad we won it. Sure I am. I mean, this is the Rotherham who we played off the pitch last year and lost 1-0. And Alex Neal said that, you know, last season we could have probably lost that game. Um, so, for me, it's a good start, but you have to be measured because of the opposition that we were up against. Yeah, true. It's a, it, I, I'm going with a niner because I really enjoyed the day, to be honest. Apart from... Probably fifteen minutes at the start of the start of the second half, where well we know what what caused that one because Rotherham came out of a different formation and it's it seemed like it wobbled them a bit. I, I could see it that they were wobbled a bit by the formation change and it seemed like they didn't really know where to go. And then of course Ben Pearson and a few good new heads that we have got sort of vigorated them and, and said, "Come on, let's kick in." But in the future, we've got to do that instantly. If if we play, I don't know, someone like a, a Southampton or a Leicester, and they change it up, we could be two 0 We couldn't concede two goals. You know what I mean? We've got to be, we've got to be quick to react to when teams change the formation. Um. So now we're going with the referee rating. What we're going to give the man? I don't know. I, I think it's hard now because they've got so many rules to look at. They've got to add seconds on for everything that happens. He's supposed to be more strict with free kicks and booking people. I'm going to give him a six because I thought his decision to book DJ was horrendous because all he was doing was rolling the ball back to the player. Uh, and I thought not to give a red card to the guy um, who felled Jacob Brown was dreadful. And we also should have had a penalty and we didn't get that. So he's getting a six. Yeah, I'm going to give him a seven because he sent Diaz off, and but he was very card happy today. Well, no, we're not going to give him a seven. I will, I'll drop it to a five actually. I think you'll find that all the refs are card happy this season. Because about, about you directed, and just like when Var came in, we'll have to get used to it. It's just crazy. I mean, every time somebody was falling over, if card was in the air, I was like, "What's going on here?" I mean, Daniel Johnson's one, I thought was a joke. He just bumped into him, didn't he, and give me yellow card? Yeah, I'm not impressed. You look at the, the result, and I can't remember um, as winning too many opening day matches. I think somebody said it was our second opening day win in 14 years. Um, we beat Burnley at home in 2009 by 2-0. Um, that's, that's a nice record to get rid of. Well, I don't know if this is true, but I think the, the last time we won his opening day game we, was the season we went up when Ryan Shawcross scored. Yeah, it might well be, but um, I'm just happy that we won. Well, I'm happy we won, but we'll, you've obviously not getting too excited, which which I like, obviously. Well, I'm, not, I'm not going to get too excited. I'm um, I'm happy that we won. I'm looking forward to Tuesday. Um, I've just got to keep my feet on the floor in terms of uh, going over the top but it's looking quite optimistic. So now we give Alex Neil, Neil his rating, what are you going to go with? Well, because he smiled in, in the post-match interview, I'll give him an eight. Yeah, he's getting an eight from me. I thought his, his selection was perfect. I thought the team 
the way he played was amazing. He gets all credit for me because let's be honest, Hans, he's had an hard task here. The amount of players that have come in and he's he's had to put them together in a system and the way they play and get a reaction like that on the first game. Very impressive, that is. I mean, I've not been his biggest fan, I agree. I'm out, I'm out of egg on my face by the end of this season, we don't know. But I thought his subs were time right. I thought Vidigal was starting to age out the game. I thought he brought brought him off at the right time. I thought um, I thought his subs were done at the right time as well because I think Pearson, let's be honest, was was a was probably a, an ear flick away from getting sent off, and he brought him off for Thompson. I thought I thought got it right for me, and I, he gets gets their eye mark because of it. Is that just an okay? Or is that what you think? Yeah, it's an okay. I think you know. I think we need to be measured. Well, I'm, I'm not being yeah, but I'm, I'm just just saying with the amount of players that have come in, a quick turn around, get a result like that on the opening day. I know Rotherham are not anything to shout about. I'm not stupid or yeah, you know see that. Yeah, and on me there because uh, again in the post match he said Billy Gall had done less than half an hour training with the team and he played almost the whole of the 110 minutes today. And that is testimony to, to the team. And, and you could see that those players wanted to play for Stoke City. And it wasn't, a, a, it wasn't the normal opening day of the season, a bit like Cup Final, where everybody is boiling not. It was a proper autumnal day today. And I thought, well, just get used to it, lads, because you're going to be playing in the snow by September. I know. I mean, even I'm shot by the weather this year. But, yeah, fantastic. Great start. So now we move into the rumours and links and transfers. What do we reckon's happening? How many more do you think we're going to see? But before we go into that, no, where was Tyrese Campbell today? He's injured. Is he? Yeah. So he's not off to Everton. Um. Well, I can't say that, but he's uh, he is apparently injured. I asked Alex Neal. He said he's got to go for a scan to see the severity of the injury. People are saying it's knee, it's his knee. I will say now that Alex Neal did not expand on what part of his body he was, uh, but he, I, I clearly do believe he's injured. Yeah, he's not injured, is he? He's, he's going from the looks of it. Um, no, I think he's injured. I think he's injured, whether he's going or not. It's flipping awful timing if he is going that he's injured, and if he's not, it's awful timing because he's not playing. But um, he's having a scan on Monday. Right, so that's that's what because there's a lot of talk on Twitter, obviously and Facebook, that they think he's having a medical somewhere else or something. So, but I think he's going. And what do you reckon? There's a chance. What what do we think's happening with him? Um, I I think that if somebody offered the right amount of money for him, Stoke would let him go. And I think Gale is also a player that they might consider letting go. Um, is, I, I can't see any player of, of Gale's age. Wanting to hang around to be a bit part player because I do genuinely think he wants to play football. Yeah, I think Gale will go. He's only got one year left on his deal. Somebody will have him in the championship. I've heard that Norwich have been sniffing around him. I honestly have no idea. But you would, if you were looking for a striker at a reasonable price in the championship, you probably would look to. We yeah. see him week in and week out. We probably don't see what other people see because we've seen so many false dawns uh, over the past few years with the team. So you'll label everybody a bit of a letdown. So I hope he stays. I think there's a really good player in him, but I've said that for many years and maybe it's the time to cash in if somebody comes along. 
Yeah, I mean, would would you be bothered if he did go? Would you? Would, there's a lot of people that like no, him. No, I wouldn't. No, I don't think I would as well. I think it is probably time. He's he's been too hot and cold for me. But if a good price comes in, I'd be willing to let him go as well. To be honest, I'll be brutally honest with that one. Um, right now, one that's sort of divided the fan base completely and off is Connor Taylor's surprise level. Well, it wasn't surprising to me. Um, I think when he didn't uh, didn't get on the pitch before a few people last Saturday in the Everton match, I thought it was he was going to go. And I did actually see him training on his own at the weekend when we went down with the ladies, with the women's team. And um, it was quite evident that he was training with a purpose of moving on. And you know what? I I think there would be teams uh, nearer to this area that he could have gone to. Blackpool springs to mind. But he clearly wanted to go back to Bristol because he's got a good relationship with the manager and a good relationship with the fans there. And I wish him every success, hand on heart. Do I think he was good enough for Stoke if they were going to try and get promoted? Probably not. But I think he was a great bloke to have in the squad. He stoked through and through. And I wish him every success with what he does because... Uh, we don't have too many Connor Taylors coming through at Stoke City, um, and I just hope he does really well. Uh, I just like the guy. He's, he's, he's never caused any trouble when he's not been played. He's never gone off and, uh, you know, sulked. And he's, he's a true Stoke lad who deserves success. Yeah, I second that. He's a good lad. He's, he's a local boy, isn't he, as well, and he's breaking through. But personally, I wouldn't have sold him. I would have gone Bristol. Do you want him on a season-long loan? We want to assess because he could go on. I, I, I see a player in Connor Taylor. I know he didn't have a great pre-season, and I think that's probably what's put the coffee in. Well, the nail in the coffin, isn't it? But I think also the change in manager has ended Connor Taylor really because he was he was used a lot once he with Michael O'Neill before he was chopped, and then he was sort of sort of kicked out the team and I didn't think he deserved that. I thought he was one of our better players at the start of last year. I see a player in him and I think he will do well at Bristol Rovers because obviously he likes, he likes Joey Barton. He's worked with him before. Had that promotion with him, didn't he, a couple of seasons ago. I just think it's a shame we're letting these youngsters go and, and, and for nothing as well, really. 300 grand's nothing in the nowadays scheme. I, I, I would have loaned him out, Ange. And then, yeah, okay. and then assessed it again. Yeah, if somebody's offered you 300 grand and you don't think he's going to play for you again um, for whatever reasons, then, then you, you can understand why the club would let him go. And he might also have said, I want first, I want to play first team football. Yeah, there could be. Yeah, I mean, if he, well, he shouldn't be saying that anyway, really. But yeah, I, it's a shame because I don't like seeing as good youngsters going out, especially ones that have done okay. I mean, he hasn't been terribly, he hasn't been great because I've got to remember Harry Suter was like that till till he come back from his second low and he was in the same category. You know, he had to go to Fleetwood twice once before finally the manager went, all right, we'll give you a go and he ended up being amazing. So it, it it's just that shame really. I think what we should have done with him last year was loaned him out to Bristol Rovers again and then assessed him for this season. But, it doesn't matter at this point, he's gone. So, what are the rumours on the outgoings, Ange? So, we reckon there might be Campbell, might be Gale. Is there anyone else that might be linked? I've heard rumours time into Rangers. I've heard that there's probably Baker might be out of the picture. It won't have helped that he's injured. I've not heard anything about Timon. 
I think Gail might be looking for a move because she wouldn't want to hang around at his stage of playing like he'd want to play. But I've not heard anything else. I, I do think they'll learn out some of the younger players to get them a bit more experience. Yeah, so no, no big losses at the moment so far. Um, so now players coming in. So apparently, from what has been said, we're still very active in the market, aren't we? We're still looking to bring three or four players in if we can. Cannon, Cannon seems to be one, but the, the, the young right back from Colchester's gone quiet now. Apparently, he was on the verge yeah. of a medical, and then now it's a week later, it's gone completely silent. I thought he was getting signed this Monday, and it's turned out he's still at Colchester. Did he, did he play today? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, strange, that one, because I thought that would be done, didn't you? Uh, I'm not. I'm surprised it hasn't been, but as I say, I do think Alex Neal will be looking for another three or four players. And so Cannon could be one on loan from Everton, but apparently Everton might want to keep him now because they're trying to get rid of Maupay. Where do you think we're going to be weak, and Where do you think you would sign now if you're in this position? If you were Alex Neal, where would you look to to bring in? Uh, I, I would bring in another goalkeeper because I do think Bonham will go. You think Bonham will go now? I do think he'll. If, if he's going to get a chance of playing first team football somewhere, I think he'll go. Oh. Well, wow, have Crew got an interest in some at all? Salford or...? No, I, I think Gillingham are quite keen on, on taking him back. I would look for another central defender. I think he'll look for another winger and another striker. Uh, and um, I think he'll look for a central defensive midfielder. So I think he will look for four for, um, for players. Exciting. So it's a dead yet. It's it? exciting if... Um, Um, it's only exciting if if we get the players in we want. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, if we get the players, I mean, we've been linked. We're getting linked to a Sunderland lad he likes as well now. Into I've actually thought it was his son, but it actually isn't, which is Dan Neal. Now, if we can sign him, wow, that, that's all I'll say. But because he, he is an amazing young player. I think he's a part of the England youth set-up, isn't he, Dan Neal? He's predicted to be a Premier League player in the future. It's, that's not going to be cheap, though, is it, if we can get him? Why? Well, I can't see it being cheap. I mean, he's that highly rated. I thought, I, I, you know, they're saying he's the best young English midfield, well, English midfielder in, in the Championship next to Alex Scott, and he looks like he's going for £32 million. Yeah, that's true. So you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's one of them, isn't it? When there's quality young English players about, you've got to get them. You've got to get them a year before the contracts up, or just don't decide leave on goodwill. But if yeah, can, true. so, we can sign him. I'm very excited. I'll be honest. Getting Dan Neal through the door, probably Sunderland's best player, and it'll be a big middle finger to Sunderland. I think that's why he's doing it. Any just put another big middle finger up to Sunderland. I love it, but. Yeah, there's not much more rumours I've heard. I mean, it's all gone quiet on Bayram Antic from Turkey. That that looks like they've overpriced that one by wanting the nine million after the season long loan. Yeah, it's a bit of money that, isn't Yeah, for a player that's not really proven, it's it's a lot of money. So I, I think that one that one's dead in the water. And I haven't heard anything on a left back. 
And I think a lot of these signs that we're on about coming in are all dependent on it, if any goes out, isn't it really? Because, you know, Gale won't be, won't be on small amounts of money. I think Campbell, if we can get a good bit of money for him, that, that might free up a bit of money for a good player. Maybe like Dan Neal. We, we don't know at this point. But it's exciting, isn't it, Ange? And that, that's what we want to... It's, this is a... It's, I was speaking to fans. There was so much optimism around the start of the game today. It was brilliant to be a part of, wasn't it? It was nice. And you know what was nice about it? We haven't had it for such a long time. When in the 10 years of the Premier League, probably after the first two or three, we started to take good atmospheres for granted. I mean, what was the 22,000 people there? 22,106 or something, 160 there today. But there was an atmosphere... Um, and the only thing that almost spoiled it was when they got a goal, and I defy anybody, right, anybody, not to think, hmm, here we go again. How many people thought, oh God, this is going to be Cardiff all over again? I did, um, to be honest. I did too, and then you think, oh, stop it. Um, you know, we, we just have to go with uh, where we're at. This is a new era. I'm positive. One question I'll ask you, and I'll ask everybody else, is how important do you think we'll take the match against West Brom this Tuesday? Um, I, I think he'll go for it because he'll want a Prem team, won't he? If we if we can get past West Brom, um, but I don't think it matters so much for, me, for us in the League Cup. We're not going to win it always. We're not going to win the FA Cup. So the focus for me needs to be on the champ on the Championship. Obviously, trying to get to those high points. I mean, obviously, I'm not talking about the top two because I think there's some really strong teams. And Watford, Watford were very impressive today. I don't know. I think he'll take it seriously. It'll be a complete team swap for me. He'll go. I think he'll go serious for it. Yeah, no, I don't think he'll mess about. If if there's a chance of winning and getting a say a Man City or an Arsenal in the next round, it's going to take it, isn't it? Gives even more positivity to the place. Yeah, without a doubt. So I, I want him go for it. Yeah, because if we can get a, a massive team in the next round, it. And you know we put a good performance in against them. You, you never know, do you? Could could beat them. We're all optimistic at the moment. I think we'll want to do well in the League Cup, whatever it's called this year, the Carabao Cup. Carabao Cup. I, I I just think we'll want to do well because we've got so many players who want to play. Um, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting season. And while we're talking about stuff, I know we're nearly at the end. What did you think of the pre-match video today? Did you see it, or were you down getting yourself a pie? Um, I, I wasn't in the ground at that point, Andrew. <laughs> right, well, I tell you what, anybody that's listening to this tonight who didn't have a bit of a lump in their throat watching it, or even a tear in their eye or a bit of dust, it was really good. It showed you everything, all the good goals that we'd scored in the Premier League and goals that got us up to the Premier League. Um, and it was just... Amazing, and I actually thought at one point, you know, Sol Sotheby's now on the bench for Stoke, and his dad's up there in one of the greatest moments we had uh, as a football club when he backheads that goal in against Aston Villa that got us our first win in the Premier League. Uh, And then you look at some of the goals we scored in that video. They showed you Whelan's goal, they showed you Samani's goal, Shakiri's goals. It's just... when you look at where we've come from, where we've gone to and where we want to go back to, it's actually great that things are put up on there that get the fan, fans involved because it was a bit of a wake-up call to me that if we want to get back to those great moments, 
then we've really got to put in the work off the pitch as well. And by that, I mean the fans. You know, we have to play our part this season. And by and large, today we did. But it's easy when you're winning. It's absolutely easy when you're winning to play your part. There will be some times this season where going gets tough and we've got to dig in and try and either score a goal to win it or equalise or get us back in, in into the game. Um, but I, I really think that we can play a massive, massive part in this season. And how nice is that? Yeah, it's it, it's great at the moment. I'm not going to deny it. It's, it. There's a real positivity. I think truly the the coach family put the right people in charge. They've made good changes, and it's not just like the what's going on around the ground. I thought there was a nice atmosphere right from the, the step go. This is still obviously for me got me more links to the complete past of Stoke around the ground. And um, for me, more tra- stuff needs to be put in like of the past, like Freddie Steele and. Franklin and all the other legendary players in his past. Um, Frank Sue was one as well. But I think that's going to come now. Like the way they've been, because basically we, we've been doing a lot of complaining because obviously we're on the, the board as well, aren't we, the, the council? Um, and we've said these things. And in the past, where, when you were on there, you did say that it felt like you were just saying stuff. They were going, hmm, and not writing it down and nothing ever was said of it again till the next meeting, wasn't it? Where is this time we've told them things and it seems like they've taken it on board, don't it? I mean, the, the improvements on the videos, which were brilliant, the pre-match were great. I've been watching them all week, like the new signings coming in and having an interview with them and talking about the past and all that, like what they like doing. It's been brilliant. It's been really great to be a part of it. And the fans have got to stay strong with the team, but I think they will now, Ange, because the club has gone out there, got players and good players, not Aspins, not rubbish, or you know the lowest of the end loan players that clubs really don't want anymore but can't get rid of. They've actually gone and got players like Vinigal, who's been a star at Maritimo over the last two years. They've got Mayen, who's been... The, one of the best finishers in the Hungarian league. They've done exactly what I say, so I have nothing to complain about. So if we are going through bad times, I'm getting behind them because they've given me what I want. I still want, obviously, the links to the past and the history, which, but I think it'll come. I'm, I'm very excited now this season, and what a way to start it. And Alex Neal said it himself, didn't he, in the after-match after thing I was listening to on the radio coming back. He said he needed to get a good performance today to keep that atmosphere up. And he got it. So they're going to get behind him now, Andrew. I think, I think there's a great positive new look to the club. It looks like we're, we're improving off the pitch and improving on. It's great to see, isn't it? I'm delighted. Um, very, very, very pleased. Um, I think all we want now is to keep it going. Um, I don't know how many West Brom fans will come up in midweek. I, I wonder how many of their players will be up for it. I hope we are. I hope we have a really good attendance. And I'm looking forward to Tuesday. And that's the thing. We've got a difficult game at Ipswich on Sunday. Uh, then, you know, we've, we've, there's no easy matches in this week. Oh, Not God. At all. We've no. got Ipswich away. Then we got Watford at home, then Millwall away, and then Preston at home. And we, well, it's not the hardest start in the world. I think Ipswich away might be tough. So I think we need a good midweek cup win. And I think um, 
you know, that'll be brilliant. Are, 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 we, are we covered everything now? Are we all happy and delighted in your world? Um, well, before we, we go away at this point, let's go into the next match. We'll do his predictions on the West Brom one, and then we'll do predictions on Ipswich. And then, right, so West Brom midweek, they lost today. Blackburn, uh, they lost 2 1. What do we reckon? Do you reckon I'm they get... going. Are you right? right go My on. prediction is six changes in the starting lineup. Don't ask me which six, but I think there'll be six changes. I think it'll go to penalties. And I think we'll win on pens. Oh, see, I think we're going to win one nil. I think we're going to win, but I'm also a bit worried because Josh Madge is there now, and I don't want him coming back and and hitting us. You know what I mean? He's, it's one of them. But I think I think if we can smack West Brom as well and sort of put them in sink them even further, that's great. But I'm going to predict one nil Stoke. Okay. And then we move into Ipswich. Now you say this is going to be a tough one. With the way we've started today, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. What, what are yours on this? I think it's going to be a tough one. I think we'll make a draw one each. I'm going to go 3-1. OK. I think I male think score as well. But anyway, that doesn't okay. matter. But I'm, I'm going to predict 3-1. So I'm going to be 1-0 up. I'm going to win it again this year. Make it three years on a bounce. Just become the prediction king. I mean, to be honest, I'd love to get five right this year. I don't win it 2-1 again when, when there's 38 games. It's, it's you know, pretty embarrassing. But, yeah, we'll move into that. So now, before we go on, quick talk about the women. What's happening this weekend? Right, well, this week's very interesting. We're off to Doncaster tomorrow morning. That's Sunday morning, for those of you that uh, aren't aware. Uh, we've got a friendly at Doncaster... Bells playing at the Iqbal Poultry Stadium, which is Doncaster's home ground. Um, and then next weekend, we've got a team-building weekend at the Army Barracks. So um, we've been doing, you know, we'll be doing lots of stuff that um, rolling tyres, all the sort of stuff that you do for team-building. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. And then the following weekend, we start with our first match away against, guess who? The Baggies. So we've got two weeks to the start of our season. We're very excited. We're looking forward to our game at Doncaster. If anybody's listening and lives up those part of the world, uh, it's a two o'clock kickoff and it's free entry at the Iqbal uh, Poultry Stadium in uh, Doncaster, where Doncaster Bells play. So we are looking forward to it. Um, we've got a few new signings ready to, to go, and I'll tell you all about that next week. Well, I mean, before we move on any further, I mean, Iqbal Poultry Stadium... What a name that is. That, oh, God, dear. Got way off today, lads. We're off to the Iqbal but Poultry Stadium. Wow. One, it, well, one only Iqbal Stadium, yeah. Wow, that's a very unfortunate name for a stadium. Right, so what do we reckon? So the women are going to... Well, I mean, they've got the baggy, so that's a guaranteed win. We always beat West Brom, don't we? Yeah, so, so um, look, we're optimistic about the season. The hardest one is going to be Doncaster uh, Newcastle United because they've spent an arm and a leg as they're doing and um, everything. But we just give it a chance. We just give it our best and uh, everybody wants to wear the shirt with pride like they do for the men. And I'm really looking forward to Tuesday, as I say. Fantastic. So that's it, Andrew. Everyone done? Are we, are we glad? We're ecstatic, aren't we? Everybody keep it up. Come on, you mighty potters. Come on, you mighty potters.